Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is the Popping Culture Podcast. Today, my guest is comedian Matt Addy. You can catch him in Columbia. Matter of fact, all around South Carolina. Um, very layers comedian. Make sure you check him out. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Thanks for having me. Cool, cool. Our topic that uh, you chose was uh, social media. But before we get into that topic, um, I like to ask comedians. Um, a lot of people like to focus on bombing, but I'm more focused on succeeding. So when was the first time you killed and how did it feel? Man, I don't know. You know, I... Uh trying to think first time i killed i was lucky my first night i ever did stand up i had a really good set fortunately so that was pretty euphoric because i was super scared of just eating it and never doing stand up again um it's probably a, a week it was a couple weeks after that and killed you know can you know be different but i did have a really good set it was at comedy zone a good crowd and um it was i mean it was so euphoric it was insane it was like the the best drug times 10 <laughs> and uh it's fun it's fun um but i tell you and you talked about how you talk with more people about bombing you do learn so much more from bombing but killing's fun i mean it is and it mot- killing motivates me more if i kill it makes me want to write harder and whatever set just killed last week i want to write a better five minutes you know, as quick as possible, you know, and just keep raising the bar, shifting out bad jokes, getting them better jokes, you know, so it's fun. I love it. It's like a drug. Nice. Uh, have you done, have you done anything before that compares to that feeling? Honestly, not really. You know, um, I used to, and this is kind of funny. I used to be a professional bowler. I uh, went on tour when I was 20 and um won some money blah blah not much bowling's like the lowest paying pro sport but even being in front of a crowd there bowling for a few thousand dollars where one or two shots is the difference it is no comparison to stand-up comedy and whenever you tell a joke either for for the first time or for the 20th time and it's something that you've handcrafted and you worried about is it going to work and you refine it and polish it and it just lights up the audience it is the best feeling by far for me Nice, nice. Does your sports background help you with stand-up at all? You know, I, I think it does. Um, not just because, honestly, I see uh, stand-up as a, it is an individual game when you're on the stage in a lot of respects, but equally it's a team game when you're off the stage. You know, you got to help each other out. There's networking. Um, I think that's important, and I think being able to kind of work under the pressure and under the lights does roll over into stand-up, but reality stand-up is an animal or its own monster that is uh it, it's crazy so okay okay um so like i said before we jump into social media i have a few more questions uh who are your favorite comedians it's a great question man um God, I've loved comedy. I mean, I watched comedy growing up. My dad, he, uh, he was a fan of Seinfeld, so I watched Seinfeld growing up. Uh, my dad, he was never a comedian, but he was always a funny guy. Um, but my favorite comedians are Bill Burr, Anthony Jeselnik, Brody Stevens. Those are my top three. Jimmy Carr's up there as well. Those would probably be my top three for overall and Stephen Wright can't forget Stephen Wright well that, that makes sense because just like them you're like very fearless in your stand-up like that's one thing I always said to you like you're very like you're not scared to like say nothing like to get you canceled but like your stand-up is very much in your face and just like those comedians man like you 
You know, you do very well with that. I appreciate that. You know, if I could mold myself into a comedian, it would be a mix of Stephen Wright, Bill Burr, and Anthony Jeselnik, and Brody Stevens. Brody Stevens, I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. him, but I mean, I love him. I mean, when I came across him, I was like, wow, this guy is a genius. Yeah. Um, how he works the crowd, but um, I appreciate that. And it's, it's so much fun, and those guys are so insanely talented. Where they have the bar, I mean, it's just it's it's amazing the yeah. work those guys can do. And so, especially the way they word jokes, they're very clever with the way they word jokes. They're amazing. Anthony Jesenek, I mean, he's one of the best. Stephen Wright is probably my favorite. Um, I mean, the wording and the crafting of that material, the two liner specifically, one one liner, two liner. It's uh, it's a really sharp joke writing form where you take out just one more word, it breaks the entire joke. You put in just one extra word, it makes the joke a little too long. So it's really refined. I do kind of like the in-your-face comedy. Starting comedy kind of new. I, I, a lot of my stuff is blue, which I hope to start writing more clean stuff. Um, but I, <laughs> they say write you know, what you're going through and you're thinking about, and that, that's it. So yeah. it's fun. Yeah. One last comedy question. Um, of course, being funny is important. Of course, if you want to make, you know, if you want to be any kind of comedian, you sure. have to be funny. But how important do you think it is to be interesting? I think it's huge. I think you should be. And I mean, I think it kind of works hand in hand. I think a comic is someone that can just get up there and uh, just tell jokes that you could get from a joke book or internet memes, but I think a comedian is someone that has this entire persona where their jokes fit into this interesting comedic character and who they are, and I think that's really the difference. So. Nice, nice, nice. Thank you for um, thank you for answering those questions. Man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks for asking. All right, so we'll jump into social media and how it's influenced pop culture. Definitely. I'll, I'll let you kick it off. Social media, man, it is, uh, I'm 36, man, so I was, I was at social media going back to MySpace, you know, and I've seen social media, I've seen Facebook come up and everyone follow, and it's crazy. Pop culture, I'm a pop culture guy, you know, like I've always been interested in psychology, and that works with how we as humans dress, the music we listen to, the movies we watch, how we kind of operate as humans, and, um, you know, it's interesting because social media has been a massive influence on that for a variety of reasons, good and bad. Um, without getting too deep into it, you know, a couple years ago we came into the information age to where we're, you know, anything you want to learn is just accessible at your fingertips. And now we're kind of in the disinformation age to where you don't know what to believe, things could be right, wrong, whatever. Anyhow, uh, on the pop culture side, it's been a huge influence. I mean, you know, every... Uh, you know, big artist, uh, you know, whether it be uh, actor, comedian, uh, rapper, you know, a rock band, they should all have, uh, you know, social media, they're going to be on there, they're going to be posting, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, uh, you know, Pinterest, LinkedIn, everything. Uh, but equally, we've seen kind of a downfall to where if you post something that isn't approved by the general public, it can get you canceled, kind of like you mentioned. So it's got a huge influence. We see internet memes. I mean, I love memes. I'm not going to lie. I love memes. And uh, and in terms of comedy and Twitter, that's been a way for comedians to get their material out there, you know, on social media. So huge influence, huge influence. Um, do you think uh, when it comes to social media and the way it influences pop culture, I've noticed uh, just starting off with movies, the movie side of it. Um, when I, yeah, movies, let's go with movies with that side of entertainment. 
I have never seen, or maybe you remember, I've never seen a time where people get hyped for trailers more than now. Like, you don't have to watch a commercial before you can see a trailer, which is ridiculous in my opinion. That's funny. That's a really good point. Like, movie trailers are like, did you see the trailer for this? Did you see the trailer for this? That is really funny. And trailers, I've always kind of looked at, like, pictures on dating profiles. Like, I don't, you don't really know if you can trust it or not, you know? So you've got to kind of wait and see. But that is really funny, and that's a really good point. Uh, man, have you seen the trailer? Have you seen the trailer? And there's some insane-looking trailers, especially with today's you know movie editing ability and cgi and all that i mean it's insane you know i mean if people saw this a hundred years ago i mean they wouldn't even believe it you know but that's a really good point to bring up um i think it also translates to music um i've never like it would be literally just me and a couple guys talking about an album now you can go on like facebook and you'll just see all your friends talking about an album um, and you can judge by just social media whether like, well, maybe I should check this out or maybe I should not. That's a super, super good point. Um, back in the day, you go to Best Buy, you buy a CD, you throw it in, I unwrap it in the parking lot, throw it in the CD player, and I hope I get more than one or two bangers out of it, yeah, you know? exactly. Um, nowadays... If something's released, you're going to see it all the way from YouTube to their Facebook page, and people are going to say if it's trash, or they're going to say if it's fire. They're going to let you know, and it can be a good indicator because you can come across, I mean, YouTube and getting suggested stuff, and on Facebook, I found some stuff I never would have found back in the day without those resources. Huge influence. Really good point there. Yes, yes. Do you think um, the the term social media influencer, do you think though that that is going towards a good thing or do you think it's just being too diluted i was thinking about that actually on the way over here you know um because i actually work in digital marketing so i've worked with influencers on campaigns um and as simple as it sounds they are influencers and they can influence their target demographic and their followers to they can persuade them to make certain decisions and i thought why don't, and maybe I'm just not in the right circles, which is probably true, but why don't we see more influencers influencing, and once again, I don't have any reference to back this up, but like planting trees or like cleaning up cities or like doing this. Maybe I'm just not seeing it, but what if influencers could go more that direction versus, you know, you know, I guess just selling their products or looking to make a couple bucks. But I think influencers have a huge influence on the decision making, especially of their demographic, for sure. Oh, yeah. Once a company sees, like, or oh, they have a million followers, it's way easier to give somebody, like, 5000 to show their product than trying to buy advertisement spot on TV. Yeah, so that, and you hit the nail on the head with that. So, you know, when you pay an influencer $5,000, you're hitting your target demographic. You know, what, whether that be, you know, you're selling a makeup product, it doesn't matter. You thought on TV, yes, you can kind of pick a, you know, channel and all that, but you're kind of shooting into the fog, is what we call it in marketing. But with an influencer, I mean, those are direct shots at your target demographic. So that's a good point. Okay. I know we both use it um, from time to time, uh, Facebook ads. Uh, when it comes to that that part of social media where now just this, just a n- normal guy like us can like get whatever we're trying to get out there for a decent price, uh, do you think that has changed um, the way we advertise also? Definitely, definitely. Um, Facebook's went through a lot of changes, you know. Um, stepping kind of aside of that, just to preface that question, a couple years ago, 
Facebook changed the algorithm to where back in the day, say you had like a comedian Facebook page or something like that, when you posted a lot more people would see it. They changed the algorithm now that people you don't get the views just posting on your facebook page because they want you to spend money and run ads wow so they changed the algorithm and that's just not like a conspiracy theory you can google that facebook algorithm change and you'll see it it's something that they did so just like mad addy comedy i post on there um and obviously it's different we have a lot more followers but um a very small percentage of people are going to see it compared to two or three years ago when it was the old algorithm. The percentage of people that see it was over doubled that just because of and not getting too technical with it. But anyhow, and that's all based around certain couple things. If you start getting likes on your, on that post or whatever, the algorithm will notice that and it'll push to the top, et cetera. But anyhow, for Facebook ads, I think it's very beneficial because say me or you want to promote a show we're going to be at. We can throw 20 bucks on a Facebook ad, and I'm not going to, I can't really say how it's going to do, but I can tell you this you'll get exposure that you surely wouldn't have got for $20 yeah, anywhere else. Of so. course. Of course. Uh, and you can get to pick the exact location too. Yep, yep. You can target demographic exactly where you want to be, age, name. Do they like this comedian, this comedian? Do they like this page, this page? All that. So, exactly. So we get to, and this, I don't want you to spoil any of your sets, but I just want you to know if you if you see, if you go to the show, he has great jokes about this. Uh, and the act of social media in a way has connected all of us. Uh, how do you feel about the dating apps when it comes to that side of social media? Yeah, so there, um, you know, when it comes to social media specifically, Facebook actually has a dating app. I don't know if you've seen it. But I'm out of the game. I don't know. I'm out of the game. I'm, don't admit that. I have no idea. Good I tried them. to set you up. Yeah. Your fiance told yeah. me to ask you that. Yeah. Wow, they covered everything. I didn't even know about that one. Yeah, so Facebook had a dating app. They didn't even really promote it. Okay. And uh, I saw it come up. I'm like, Facebook, Dan's like, you know what? This might be interesting because, you know, maybe there could be a benefit to it. But dating apps, you know, last couple of years they've changed. And what's funny is the Match Group, Match.com, they own 80% of the popular dating apps. They actually own Tinder. They own uh, Bumble. They own several of them, you know, so they own apps that are also competitors of each other they own 80 percent of the popular app market right now when they go to court for that monopoly it's gonna be wild and and that's interesting so yeah as long as they don't have you know 100 percent, they can't legally buy out every other one because then they would be you know monopoly but um it's uh dating apps this is a whole other podcast we could do but Social media has changed dating apps a lot. It's changed dating a lot. Um, and I think that it's not for the good. Really? I, th- I think it's easier to meet people, but I think that without getting too deep in it, I think that it doesn't... Obviously, you can't judge someone based on a picture, but I'm, in the same respect, you have to be you know attracted to your partner or whatever. Um but I feel like it's kind of changed the dynamic how we see dating to maybe we don't because we have such access, just like Netflix. It's almost we have too much, you know, to choose from. And now we start changing in our mind how we look at this versus, oh, we met a nice woman here. And I, I don't really know. I'd have to dig into that more. But I feel like because of the all the options maybe it's kind of changed things for the bad but that could be debated either way for sure i think there's good and bad it's a double-edged sword without oh yeah definitely uh definitely definitely a double-edged sword uh so of course i started with myspace i believe you started with myspace i want to say that was like the first big social media um 
website. Why did they not succeed in your opinion? Uh, MySpace, uh, they were doing okay. And I think Tom actually, well, there's a few things. We went through this transition. Obviously, Facebook came up, you know, stars of college only, you know, uh, social media. I think MySpace, if I had to guess to why they didn't survive, I feel like that, you know, it's, it's, in MySpace, we could like change our background, we could add yeah. audio, we could do all this crazy stuff. And I think that Facebook ended up creating a new niche to where we could now see specifically, is a person single? Are they a relationship? Are they friends with this person? It was kind of a deeper layer than MySpace, and it's really hard to debate, but MySpace was almost kind of like our persona you know we play in this crazy music these crazy backgrounds but facebook was more kind of realistic in terms of who we are and more i don't know i don't know but myspace you know were, was a for musicians and i think they still are but really yeah yeah so myspace is still going they just changed they're mainly for musicians now um and I think the owner ended up selling it, made some money, and got out of it. So oh, he got out just in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. So, um, but yeah, that that would that would be one I'd have to research a little more to really be able to answer that, you know, more. But that's a great question. Yeah. That is a really good question. Yeah, yeah. the way I looked at it, because remember, I, I, you know, I'm a little bit younger than you, but all I remember is like if I had to compare it, it'd be like MySpace was Android and. And Facebook was Apple. That's a good comparison. It, it was like MySpace. We can do all this extra stuff that technically we don't really need to do. If Facebook was like, we'll just tell you what you need. That's a, that is actually a really good analogy. Really good analogy for right. sure. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, provide MySpace. There's no way we get everything else. Uh, which uh, in the next ten years, which um, social media platform do you think will make it, and which ones do you think won't? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I don't know how much life Facebook has in it, you know? I really don't, um, especially with the last year and just everything, the disinformation. And it's hard if you look at historical trends, you know that something has to be there. It always is. You know, it's always someone new emerging. It is. But equally, in the last... So technology, you know, from 2000 to 2010 went through such exponential growth. Yes. <laughs> now we're at a point to where we're kind of at a funnel to where we can't, I'm not saying we can't grow anymore, but we can't grow at such an exponential rate that we did. We hit a plateau per se, you know, to where we were growing, I mean, just boom, 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 boom. Now we're, we're, we've kind of hit a lot of those. So the, the internet was on a CD. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. I got so many of those America online i mean god i have hundreds of those man i used to throw them at my ceiling fan but like <laughs> as a kid okay. <laughs> but um it's that is a really good question man and i don't know i'm sure there's a lot of analysts sitting out there trying to predict that because i tell you i even not that i'm gonna run a social media but i've even tried to pitch like would you think there'd be a social media that'd be good just for comics like what if we just had a comic one you know like social media just for comics to where if you want to go to this type of social media and you're not going to get any fluff it's just your comic stuff like your bio videos all that who knows but if someone comes up with whatever the next social media is they're going to do really well financially for sure you mean like a comics LinkedIn? Yeah, something okay. like that. Maybe I'm just thinking, you know, outside the box, what is going to be the next thing? Where is room for a social media? Because maybe 
maybe as a comedian, you want to have a uh, public viewing social media, but you don't want to be on Facebook, you know, for yeah. whatever reason, you yeah. know. Um, so it's just one th- we're thinking about, and a lot of people are, I'm sure, because there's a lot of money on social media. That's so. true. Do you think it will ever become something like Yelp for comedians? Maybe, maybe. And there's already, I wouldn't say there's already something, but there are a couple websites, I can't recall the name, where you can list your uh, self on there for like bookings and you actually have reviews on there. Okay. So there is something similar, but in terms of something that's so globally known, I hope not. I really hope not. (laughs) Because the people that leave reviews are the people that don't like you. you Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. Go in there and just have a, I mean, you know, it could could go downhill quick as a comedian. I don't know. I'm not saying that comedians shouldn't be in a sector where we should have to review stuff, but it could. It could go go left really quick. Try to keep the mic in front. Sure. No problem. But uh, but yeah, it could go left very quickly. but yeah, I definitely keep that in mind. That, 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 whoever comes up with that app, even if it's you, man, if you get you came up with the idea, I would definitely join on that. That sounds like I pitched the idea on my Instagram just to see the feedback from people, just see what they said. And it was like a 60-40 poll, I think, yes to no, should I do something like that? Um and it's not anything too intense that I'd have to build. There's actually engines you can use where you can put together the platform pretty easy. But nice. it's something I've thought about. Um so we'll see. Maybe I'll do it. I don't know. Nice. The transition to the culture. Do you think, uh, besides looking at social media now, back before there was a social media, what do you think they had? Like, would you consider the newspaper as their own social media or, I guess, just TV maybe? Sure, yeah. I mean, I think for the general public, yeah, you're looking at TV newspaper, you know, TV newspaper radio. That's going to be where it's at. Um, For comedians, you want to get on The Tonight Show. That was going viral back yeah. then, you know, and it still is, but it doesn't have the weight that it used to. You know, back then you go on the TV show, you kill, they're calling, you know, you got agents calling you the next day, putting you on, and you got your own TV show, and there you go. So, that's a, yeah, but I think back in, back in the day it was radio, TV, newspaper. That's what I remember growing up. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, also with social media, it, it opens for everybody. Like, you don't have... I mean, it's better to move up to a big city to make it big, but you do not have to move to a big city to make it big. That's that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, there's a lot of comedians, especially recently, um, that I found just through social media um, that you know aren't in New York or aren't out in L.A. and they they're posting clips on YouTube and on Instagram. Like, wow, who are these guys out of here that wouldn't have been found otherwise in such a flooded market like New York and L.A.? Not saying it's not a great place to be, but social media now gives comedians an outlet even if you're in the middle of nebraska if you got a set that does well and you get it on social media and you get the right people seeing it then you've got a chance so i think it's huge nice 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 um so what do you think are the dark side of social media in your opinion sure sure so i think and there's a lot you know uh disinformation is one of them you know sharing um you know not to get too political but anything related to those big topics i think that could cause some controversy i think also kind of going a deeper layer is um our our self-esteem you know they say that people that don't use social media are actually happier than people that do because by using social media we're always comparing ourselves to others you know we're always doing that and it's not healthy for us you know because on social media let's be face let's face it we're only posting our best stuff and some people aren't you know some people you know complain and rant and everything on social media but we're not really 
in all fairness, we're not really putting our true selves out there. So when we see a picture of this person, they're touring with this person, or they're on a vacation here, we're like, man, their life is so great. But is it really? You know, yeah, for yeah, real. I mean, it's a really? curtain. It could be sudden. Told. For sure, for sure. So I think that's kind of the dark side is um, how we view ourselves. Um, we can't put too much weight in that just because of social media and equally disinformation as well, which can be catastrophic um, for our parents especially. But it's just the era they grew up in. So, Do you think you can network without having social media now? Yeah, yeah, I think you can. Um, it's definitely going to be more difficult, um, but you can. Uh, with COVID, definitely going to be more difficult uh, it can be done but i wouldn't recommend it but it could be done it definitely could be done okay okay um would you consider skype and zoom uh social media tools hmm that's a good question um i think that they've definitely become more social media tools in the last year with covid for yeah. sure i think before then they were just if anybody would have had to categorize it they would have just said oh they're for business meetings so now i think that we've seen the benefit of uh, leveraging that, that technology to be able to do whatever you know through a video call that's a good point nice. good question nice nice um how do you feel like um the culture of social media, how do you think it's going to keep influencing? It's, uh, it's going to continue to persuade audiences, um, for sure, for sure. Um, I think we're going to be on this path for a while. I think, and it's good and bad, you know. I think the biggest thing is we learn, just kind of like I said previous to that question is um, not base your entire self-esteem on social media or even, you know, what people in your circle are doing, people in pop culture are doing. Uh, but I think it can be beneficial, like we talked about as well, how you can get reviews on stuff, you can get feedback from other people. So if we can just kind of, if we can't get worse to where disinformation doesn't get worse, we don't continue to, you know, base our self-esteem on all this stuff, I think we can be in an okay path, and I think it can be a great tool. We just have to, just have to learn how to use it a little bit smarter, all of us, you know, so. Okay. I, I totally agree. Um, my last question for you, do you believe that if it continues the misinformation track, do you feel like there will be more um, regulation when it comes to social media? Man, that's a, that's a tricky one, you know. That's been a pretty heavily debated topic, especially recently. And, uh, you know, obviously the social media companies are owned by individual, you know, entities Therefore, you know, our amendment, you know, doesn't apply to them in terms of free speech. So exactly. they can ban. So, but there, if I had to play devil's advocate, uh, social media companies do heavily influence people. And we have to be careful. We're, we're on a very slippery slope when we do start... <sighs> Ultimately, what we have to have to have happen is we have to have a regulating body that looks at stuff on social media and says, is this dangerous? Is this harmful? Because we can't have that regardless. You know, I don't know if we can regulate misinformation, but we have to put a, a body that can say, is this harmful? Is this dangerous? And should it be removed for this reason? So it's a slippery slope we're on right now. Do you believe all that should be private or should we vote for those people? 
Man, that that is a that's a tricky one. Um, I, gosh, you know, based on how our politicians in the past have ha- handled any kind of social media dilemmas. I mean, you remember the Mark Zuckerberg interview. I mean, those guys yeah. have no idea what no, they're doing. It was all talking to all fathers. Yeah, it's they they just have like... no clue. So. I mean, a voting system, I think, would be better. But then again, the general public, I don't know if we're any better. That's a tricky one. That That's something, I think, a bridge we're definitely going to have to cross in the next four years, even. Yeah. I think it's something we're going to cross. Because the scariest thing I can see, and this is no disrespect to other countries, but have you, have you been to China or Japan? I haven't, but I've heard of okay. their policies and well, what can happen. Well, not just that. Their internet is... It's not the internet. Yeah, so it doesn't have access to like, the World Wide Web, yeah, per se. Yeah, their yeah, the internet is pretty much like, very much, we want you to see this, and this is what you need to believe. Type. Yeah, like hard. And, the, and North Korea, for example, that and, yeah, I, and that's on an extreme case, yeah, but still, you don't, when you do start regulating, you do start going down that path, even though it is a private company. I get yeah. it. We just have to. We they have the to, internet. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm not sure. Okay. I just mean in terms of propaganda yeah, and seeing you. what you want to see. But that's a really good point about China, that they don't have the normal Internet. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a really good point. So we're on a slippery slope. I think those companies should be able to regulate on, who's on there. But I think we're going to have to implement a body that starts making some of these decisions. And those decisions can't be made by old white men that barely even know how to use a computer. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You're right. That Zuckerberg, that was that was hilarious. He was just like, I was like, have you been there? Like he didn't say it, but like you were like, have you used my app? Like, do you know anything about my company? Um, is there anything else you like to share about how social media has influenced pop culture? No, I think that's it, man. I think there's a lot to see going forward. We're going to see a lot of changes, and uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be either scary or exciting. Right, right, for sure, for sure. Uh, Is there anything you'd like to say to your fans? No, no, I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in, and, um, you know, you can catch me doing comedy sometime, somewhere. So, like my Facebook page, Matt Addy Comedy. Uh, Where can they follow you on Instagram? Uh, Matt Addy Comedy as well, and www.mattaddycomedy.com. Nice, nice, Matt. Uh, Thank you again for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. No problem. And you guys have an amazing day.